don't know why I'm sitting like that. And I'm going to roll the credits here. Three, two, and... Here, turn your sign The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Are you right here, right here? Yeah. You want him? Yeah. What's up, everybody? We are back. I have no notes for this um, because it's been three months since we did a podcast. Yes, three whole months since we did our last podcast before we ever started filming the fall, which would have been, I don't even know, I didn't even look at the date. Let me see if it gives me a date on the, it just says three months ago. Let me go, like, go to the actual track and see what if it says when the upload date was. Oh, upload date just says three months ago. Why doesn't it give me a date? Is that not dumb? Like, share, copy, link, maybe? just says three months. What if you click into it? I did. I did click into it. Into the full episode page? Mm-mm, just says three months ago. Interesting. Um, So, it's, and it feels like three, it feels like three days and three months all at the same time. Yeah. Because uh, it seems like yesterday we were doing our class, and now... We are in a, not even a lull. You know, it's about to be Thanksgiving. That's the only lull we get. Thank God there's a holiday. Otherwise, we wouldn't even have that. But um, it has been an absolute balls-to-the-wall fall, which, what else would we do, you know? It's like, this is what we do. We we go as hard as we can and be gone as long as we can, and we're kind of petered out, pegged out. Uh, I know, I know for sure Clay was. I know you. You just wanted another mule deer hunt. You just wanted one more. <laughs> Mort's on here. He might. He might hate me for saying this. <laughs> although, although uh, I don't think I don't think Mort said Mort's that mule deer. Mort's an elk. Mort's yeah, an elk guy. he's an elk guy. If he's, he had to choose, he's pure at heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thirty days, give or take, of mule deer for a cross-eyed ginger who didn't have binos, a spotting scope, and can't see. <laughs> more than this far in front of my face, um, was a lot. I was just kind of operating on faith that people were seeing deer. <laughs> like, they'd be like, there's a deer over there, and it'd be four miles away on this hillside. I'm like, mule deer is very tough. Um, well, you would think, so the crazy thing is you get a 600-millimeter lens, and you're like, that's so long. At 4K, so it's really 1,200. Yeah, you're like, I'll be able to see everything. Everything. At all, like, I'm zooming in on eyes. And then you and then you film, and it's like the mule deer is still that big. Like, apparently, I need a ten thousand millimeter. Yeah, you lens. need to carry around the Hubble telescope. Yeah, I, w- I did a com- <laughs> I did a conversion of like what a what a thirty power spotting scope was to the millimeter equivalent, and I'll I'll have to look it up. But it was like I wasn't even in the ballpark. Like it wasn't even really. Yeah, it wasn't even a like. You know, a, a, a measuring contest of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I wouldn't have even been close. I shouldn't. Have, I wouldn't even enter that contest. Huh? 
Like what's a what's a pretty typical spotting yeah, scope? 20, like? 20 to fifty power, yeah. So let's do thirty. Thirty power spotting scope in millimeters. To millimeters. Um let's see. Give me a I'll look for it. You keep talking. Well, there's so much to talk about. Like I was kind of thinking about that before we went live. Like what, are, what actually are we going to talk about? You know, Clay's not here. He is with family for Thanksgiving. Um, and that's Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Um, this is the first day that Ryer and I have been in the office at the same time. And okay. I mean, we don't really have an hour to spare, but we're going to try and spare an hour. 60 by magnification is equivalent to a 3,000 millimeter lens. Wow, yeah, you weren't even close. So, yeah, a 600 millimeter, even you're just a, a baby, even, <laughs> even a 1200 millimeter. You're, you're still not in the ballpark. Yeah, you're, yeah, not even 3, close. 3,000 millimeter. Do they even make a lens that long? I think so. Why would you want something like that? Well, I mean, I don't understand why you'd need it. Let's see, 3,000 millimeter lens, astrophotography. Well, I guess there's that. Let's see. Yeah, but the star, the stars are going to move before you get the. Well, once you're in that ballpark, you've got, you've got sky motion trackers on your. It's basically a telescope, and you've got it motion tracked, yeah, so that it's staying consistent. It sounds miserable. You get some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What's this? Nikon. It's nope. That's a. 300. Good job, Google. You missed And if you guys are watching on the live stream, you should be hearing better audio. Please comment if you're not, because we have officially rigged up the wireless go twos to the phone. So you should be able to hear nice, crisp, clean audio, just like you're listening to the podcast or to the live stream. So albeit it's a little noisy. A little bit, but way better than if we were yelling across the room at an iPhone speaker. Um, so, I mean, we're so high-tech in here. We have our tripod on a table and everything in the background. So, um, we're, we're, we're figuring this crap out. I mean, we've only been doing this since 2018. So, you know, we're just now getting it figured out. says the longest lens is a Canon 5200. 5200? F14 Tele Monster. 5200. How much and is And it's that? a prime. You won't be how zooming. Much, how much is that lens? I'll have to look that up And separately. is it as big as this table? It looks like a bazooka. Like oh, I a bet. Canon 5200 Prime F14. Better have good light. I bet it's $100,000, if not more. Meet the Canon 5200 F14. Like, don't even put the F number there. F14? Yeah, doesn't matter it's, anymore. Um, One of these. It's okay. So the minimum distance is 400 feet. That's not bad. The weight is 220 pounds. Yeah. Uh, it's about my weight. One of these monsters sold on eBay a few years ago for $50,000. Wow. They probably only made a handful of them. It you know looks, much, you know that big, looks like a like a military weapon. Looks stupid. So like, you just mount a R5 on the back of that? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Why? Just yeah. go to a telescope. I mean, I'm assuming it's e-mount. <laughs> I mean, anyway, moving on as we digress. Um, the lens focuses on objects 18 to 32 miles. 
18 to 32 miles. Wow. That's a spy plane lens. That's what that is. Maybe. That's from the spy era, 100%. Maybe so. But anyway, so we have been, I don't have to look back at the calendar. Like, dude, I don't even know where all we've been since the last podcast and what we've done. I know we talked about it, and that podcast we had, you know, kind of setting up the fall, Sounds did really well. Quiet. So, um, I'm going gonna, gonna to go in here and, like, look at our calendar and tell you all the places we've been. So, if we, last podcast was, like, before, it was before elk season, right? Was it after, it was after the mule deer hunt, right, with Lee and Tiffany. Had to been. I feel like I've been doing mule deer all year. So okay, it so could be, I, it was the it one, the one where Clay had a really rough trip. Well, Lee and Tiffany, the first trip he went on, he had a rough trip. Yeah, we'll talk about that after the podcast. How do you not you know about this? I probably do. The ranger debacle. Oh, and yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah. So he had. A, <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna out you, Clay, but he had a really, really rough trip, but. He's Perfect been doing far, much, right? much better since. Got y'all. And um, it's uh, we've dude. Oh I, yeah, that was early season. That was yeah, that was the mule deer before elk. Yeah. Before also mule deer. Yeah, that was the one right after the class. Okay. Yeah, I don't I know if now. we talked about that, but it's so far, far, so far back. Tiffany killed an awesome mule deer, um, and that's about it. Uh, but anyway, so to update, like where we're at. No, we've been filming for the crush all fall and been doing stuff for Rolly White. I was with Dudley all September. Um, Dudley and I went to Colorado. You were in Deseret with everybody. Um, yeah, but I was. Um, you're with. I won't have to consult my calendar now because I forget <laughs> who I've been where. You with. were with. You were in Deseret, weren't you? With everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Um, who were you with? Oh, you forgot the moose trip. We did a moose oh, trip. Oh, you did the moose trip. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we starting? <laughs> I forgot August? about the moose oh, trip. We start in August? Okay. So, yes. Let's start back. So. We had the production class. It was August 5th yeah, to 8th. So, then Ryer and I went to Maine for a veterans moose hunt, which was a lot of fun. Um, never had been to Maine before, so that was a first for me. That was a lot of fun. I ate broccoli right out of a field. He did? Literally picked it. Because they told me, they're like, because obviously, I, do I look like a man who likes broccoli? No, um, but you know, I was willing to try it because they were like, "Man, this broccoli is different. This broccoli is better." <laughs> right off, right out of the ground, this broccoli is like it's nothing like any broccoli you've ever tasted. Hyped it up. So for like two and a half days, I was in fields with no broccoli. It had all been either harvested or eaten by moose. And so I'm like, "Am I even going to get both. to try these bold claims of delicious broccoli before I leave?" Well, last night we are in a field and we there's broccoli so you know i'm like hell yeah i'm gonna try this had very high expectations for broccoli which i shouldn't have um i tried it and it tastes just like broccoli just <laughs> no extra anything in fact it was drier than i would think it was you get a really church up broccoli yeah, with ranch could have probably done like that could have been a good snack because I heard of a guy, that's why it got me inspired to try the broccoli, because they said a guy showed up, found out they were going to be sitting in broccoli, literally with broccoli by the side of the chairs. So he brought ranch. And so he brought ranch to the field with him and would just pick broccoli, pour ranch, munch on it. And I was like, that is a pro gamer move. That is. If I've ever seen one. Like, that's the ultimate 
snackage, okay? It's not very often that you can just source your snack from right here and not have to bring it. <laughs> like, that's snack efficiency. Plus the ranch, beautiful. But uh, I didn't have ranch, so just straight broccoli, not good. We didn't uh, – you ended up shooting a moose, but we never found it, right? Your guy? Yes. So they ended up killing two moose as soon as we left, of course, the next day. The one day they didn't schedule And I didn't stay. see the moose because it was literally – if it was more than a minute after legal shooting light, mm-hmm. like it was legal dark, shooting, it was, it was legal shooting light. Too dark for the cameras to moose see. Moose got shot. Yeah. And I pointed my camera in the right direction because it was dark hoping I'd get maybe a muzzle flash. Yeah. I never – I didn't get to lay eyes on the moose. So shortly after that um, – Crush went to Kentucky. Clay and Nate went on that one. Tiffany killed a good deer there. Then Clay- some cool pictures of that deer in front of that. Um, yeah, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels barn. Those are freaking sweet. And then Clay went to Nebraska. I'll let you tell. He'll let him tell you the Nebraska story. It was a great one. Um, then you filmed uh, Brian kill a good deer here in um, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was a fun trip. How many days were you all there doing that? So three cumulative days because we did two days before I went. Um, Where'd I go? I don't know. Let me consult my calendar. Deseret. Is that where I went? Yeah. Uh, for what? Elk. With, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So we did two days. You were with Joel. Two days with, yes. Uh, two days before, um, before I went for elk, and we just didn't get a shot at one, and then when I came back, uh, the first evening out, we got a shot on a really nice buck. Yeah, good footage too. Yeah. Cool, cool show. Great footage. Some of the really cool low light stuff for the FX six. So if you want to see what the FX six is capable of, go watch the Spy Point Georgia deer hunt that happened in September, early October. Um, some really cool, creative, really low light stuff on the recovery. I like some of those shots. Those are really cool. Thank you. Um, really cool use of the headlamp and what light was already there instead of adding that's, light to it. That's one thing I think over the past three years I've tried to really use a lot of um, because I feel like on-camera lights can look really unnatural. Sometimes you um, really can't get away with it depending on what it is. Like if it's a if somebody needs to go recover it and talk and, and you know, behind kind of a grip and grin trophy talk, um, you can't always get away with not having the on-camera lights because they got to be lit up. But I try to do as much with just um, environmental natural lighting as you can. And with the FS7, we did a we, you could do a pretty decent job. I know um, on Bluestem we were pretty surprised because we kind of went the same route um, and really just used natural lighting and the headlamp lights. And then, you know, for a few kind of early morning sequences with Huntmasters, um, we did that to pretty good results. They're a little grainy, uh, and both of those projects were in logs, so that helped a little bit. But with the FX6, it's crazy. Yeah, it's... Like, even just shooting inside, like, with the FS7, uh, and all my Canon lenses are f four, so you probably have done a little bit better because you've got 2.8s, but uh, inside, even with the FS7, it's like, you, at night, inside with most regular house lighting you're cranking your ISO up as far as it'll go, and it, the footage still looks like dog crap. Mm-hmm. Um, with the FX6, you can put it in that um, high base mode ISO, and you actually sometimes have to dial back Yeah, it's too exposure. much light. And that's mm-hmm. at night in the dark with just house lights on. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, crazy how good that thing is in low light. Like, it's 
so much better than any camera we've ever ran. Like it's comparable to those Sony mirrorless cameras that are so good, but I think it has less grain and it's er more ergonomic, which we're not going to get into the DSLR versus big camera debate because yeah, we do that too much. Yeah, we do that a lot, way too much. We're big camera people. Shoot with whatever makes you happy, but we don't, you know, we're not going to be the people to debate that anymore just because there's it's a lose lose. But, um, so FX6 is awesome. I've heard really good things about the FX3. Same thing, just smaller package, less ergonomic, but also a lot cheaper. Um, so I went to Dudley, uh, went with Dudley to Colorado and had probably the most physical hunt I've ever had. <laughs> the, I heard about. Your struggle from other people. Oh, dude. I mean, well, I knew about okay. it because I heard about it first. But I heard about it but from you. Here's the thing. <laughs> it was it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. It was really rough. Which every elk hunt's rough. If you do them right, they're rough. Every one of them. But Dudley likes to embellish a little bit. You know, he likes to. I saw physical evidence of oh, you dying no, that, up a hill. That day, that I day was, that. that day was like. Okay, if we have to climb this hill one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Thank God we killed him at the base of that hill the next morning, and didn't have to go back up. But um, yeah, that was a really rough trip, but also the most gorgeous place I've ever hunted. Like we were in southern Colorado, three fourteen thousand foot peaks, and it was picturesque. And I we hunted so hard that I never had a lot of time to really get some of those sites and some of those scenics I would have liked to have gotten. I'd have loved a much more chill hunt to be able to really, like if we had a film to do, that's the place to do it. Yeah. Because I mean, you can get, you name it and you can get it there. The rivers, the valleys, the mountains, the peaks, the, the Aspens, the, you know, the thick pines, the, you know, you name it. It's, it's all there, you know, and and everything's accessible, but it's, straight up and straight down and just elk screaming. But we ended up killing an elk the last next to last day. And it was the biggest bull I've ever filmed. I don't know what he scored, but he broke off one of his Royals and he was still incredible. Um, and it was, it was really cool for me and Dudley cause that's definitely the hardest him and I have worked for one together. I mean, we've worked hard for all the other ones, but that one was special because we had been chasing that bull and another bull for four straight days and had been on their heels every day, and you know how it is getting behind elk. You're just not going to get in front of them. And um, we had one make one mistake, and luckily we were persistent enough to where when he made that one mistake, we were there to capitalize. And um, Dudley, of course, made an incredible shot. And we, uh, I actually went home for three or four days when he went to Deseret, which is rare for me in September. I almost stayed and went and did a do-it-yourself hunt in Colorado. But I was like, you know, do I want to? Do I want to suffer again? <laughs> And I, talk, and I talked myself out of it. Get pissed. I was it's like, not gonna be a fun I was like, time. I'm just gonna go home, see my wife and kids for three days, and then come back to to Montana to be tortured again. But Montana and this year were you on the FX6 or the R5? FX6 whole time. Okay. I ran the R5 um, early in the season before I had it because I gave the FX6s to you and and uh, Clay because you know I'm that kind of guy. Um, but I finally got mine right before that Montana trip. And the only thing I'm not happy about is we're running that 28 to 200, and I didn't have any image stabilization. Yeah. That's, and that's the one thing that's, I have hated. That's tough. Um, and you notice it. I, I, and I didn't ever notice it. And I always thought image stabilization, you know, is it that is it 
that much more important is like hand holding it. Absolutely. Makes like if you're difference. shooting arms length away, somebody talking, it's one thing, but if you're trying to shoot 200 millimeters or even a hundred millimeters shoulder holding it or hand holding it with no image stabilization, man, it's like you're in an earthquake and you can't, and the stiller you try and stand, the more you move. And the thing about the FX six versus the FS seven, um, or a larger camera than the FX six that I think the FS seven would, have an advantage over is in that realm. Yeah. Because the FS7, just bare bones, you could sit it on your shoulder mm-hmm. and kind of tuck it back up in with with uh, that hand, arm, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And with the FX6, as it comes with the um, little grip on the side of the camera, you kind of more have to pull it into yeah. like your chest right here as opposed to sitting it up top there, which is not inherently as stable. But then we go to the other... There's so many. There's so many more advantages to the FX6 mm-hmm. than there are disadvantages. And that's to the easily FX7. remedied by a yeah. image stabilized lens. And we can and we can do some things, but like that FX6 is so light, it is so small. Um, the the uh, the low light's incredible, but if you're gonna throw stones at it, not having image stabilization is tough because it's so small and light. And then the mic. The shoe mounts where they mount on top, like all of ours are broken. They're already broken. Not mine. Yours isn't broken? No. Dude. I take care of my stuff. I need to buy you that other FXX mount, the FX6 mic mount before it does break. Because, dude, mine's. Yeah. I, I dropped mine at Dudley's and shattered it. Clay really? broke his like the first trip. Now ours what are, are just y'all taped doing? on. Dude, I don't know. What are I y'all doing? Like, I'm the I've one never, who's supposed to be hard on stuff. I've never had one break like this one, bro. And, and I'm mine has been. Nice. But mine's taped up just like. I've, I've, which heck, I mean, home, which the FS7s had the rail. Why didn't they do the rail for the FX6? If you have a rail, it makes everything easier. But of course, can't do that again. You know what I like a lot that I don't remember ever getting a chance to do with the FS7 because of the rail is the screen pivot oh, yeah. on the FX6. You can lay it parallel to the camera. And there's been so many times where I can stand like next to the camera like this with the screen and mm-hmm. the lens and run it that way. Yeah. And that's been real. I've found that to be useful a lot. I also feel like that thing is flimsy and it's going to break though. It scares me to death. The little flappy clothes part? No, the, just how, how much that thing moves. Like and I move it all the time. I'm like, this thing's eventually going to break. Yeah. I've had the little wings snap off twice, but they come, they go back in. I've only had mine snap and one time. I, when I travel, like, when I shoot, I pull it out, and then when I am going to take the camera and move it, unless I'm just kind of going over here or, or whatever, I use, I flip it, the whole screen in, mm-hmm. you know, flip the yeah, wings down. Yeah, I do down, too if I'm moving, and I, I flip put it, it in. I put it next to the camera. So. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, Winter Productions just wanted to know how the R5 has been for you personally. I love it. I, and I know a lot of guys that are running that as their main camera now. Um you know, Lee, both of Lee's kills this last week were from a freelance guy that we used, uh, and he's shot both of them on the R5 at 4K120, and it is absolutely beautiful. 4K120 on that will will tear up your computer a little bit. Oh, yeah. Unless you have a newer rig. Yeah. Like, it's tore up my that's the, that MacBook is the, Pro. That's another disadvantage. And it has tore up my, um, the files, my iMac. But those files, those highly compressed 4K120 files, man, holy crap. You want to talk about choking a system out, but those those 4K120 FX6 files, uncompressed, much better to work with. Still suck, 
much better to work with. Yeah, they choked my MacBook because I did um, 4K for the trailer shoot, and uh, my MacBook didn't like it. They, it was okay until you started like speed ramping yeah. or putting any sort of effects on there, um, which is an improvement on an R5 clip. It wouldn't even play. Yeah. Um, of course, my MacBook Pro is old. I'm about to get the new one. Uh, and when they, you do a podcast after you get that too. Yeah. Um, we'll be the guinea pigs. I, I think yeah. I'm the guinea pig because I talked to Chance about it and he told me what he would recommend and I'm going to probably get that before he does and kind of let him. Let oh, so you're going to be the guinea pig for not only us and the listeners, but also for Chance. Yeah, I told him, too. I'd put TeamViewer on it, and, like, he can go mess around with it inside inside of it if he wanted to before he goes and buys one. Very but, cool. Um, Bo said that he got lost on a mountain on his first elk trip. Hey, Bo, welcome to the club. It wasn't <laughs> my first elk, It wasn't my first elk trip, but I did get lost on a mountain. We're going to need it, to hear that story. Was it in Idaho? Was it cold? Did you almost get attacked by a grizzly bear? Yeah. So, who asked me that the other day? Somebody asked me, get, like, have you did had, you make it out that, like, how long were you lost? Yeah. Like, did loss you make it off the mountain that night? Like, losses and turned around, and then five minutes you figured it out, or, like, losses and you had to stay the night, like or, we did. Or hike for, like, seven hours. Yeah, God bless. Wait, I want to know the story, Bo. Yeah. So, uh, let, let us know when you know, uh, or, like, what the final story is. Speak. How's how's everything going with the with the with the oak with mossy oak? I want to know how it's going. The oak, the oak is that what we're going to call yeah, mossy we're oak? Call now? It the oak, yeah, the oak, yeah. So what's yeah, deep roots like the oak? What's real tree going to be? The, the tree. tree, yeah, the oak and the tree. And it's the oak and the tree. A yeah. tale as old as time. <laughs> Rivalry as old as time. Uh, our production asks, "What do you think of the new Apple one M1 chips?" Uh, we don't know. We haven't got one yet. We've heard really good things, but we haven't gotten one yet. We will have one shortly. Bo says that uh, New Mexico, and no, just half an hour. Oh, that so doesn't that's not count. Getting lost. That's not that's getting, just getting lost. Yeah, d- Bo, get out of here with that crap. Okay, so trying um, to be all trying to be all rough and tough. So, so you did lost. Deseret with Joel next. How Deseret go? We got a lot good. of trips to get through. <laughs> uh, it went well. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, I was in Montana with Dudley and Andy Stumpf after that. Um, that was a great trip. Me and Dudley had something happened. I'd never had, had well, the first Colorado trip we killed mule deer, I had one go through a culvert in a road tracking it. Never seen that before. There's a video on YouTube. And then um, when we went to Montana, he shot a cow in a water hole. On video, high speed. I don't know if the video is out yet. Could not have made a better shot. I mean, it was deadly shooting. I guess it hit a rib and deflected and only hit one lung somehow. We didn't find this cow till the till like a long time later. And she should have like I thought she was gonna die on camera. Like that was the that was a smoke show shot. And we didn't find her until that evening. You know, we shot her like afternoon, but like, dude, she lived a couple hours. This freaking thing toted this shot, and it was so a it did tote it? smoker shot. I mean, you could have made a better shot. I guess it hit a rib. Hmm. But anyway, uh, we ended up finding her, and everything was good. The meat was fine. But, I mean, just like me and Dudley were looking at each other like, how in the heck is this sucker still alive? But um, it happens. I mean, hell, it didn't even happen to Dudley. But, uh, I mean, he made a great shot. Just one of those things where it's bow hunting, you know, fluky things happen. But, um, 
Andy Stump was there. He killed an antelope. And we killed, I and mean, we, we shot a lot of stuff. So, I mean, that's why I've got more kills than you and Clay, but no big deal. By, like, two. Well. By two. And you not can't over. put that on us, okay? I kind of can. Not really. It shows my clear superiority. I think it shows that Dudley. Has more tags and doesn't care about sh- what he shoots. Dudley wants to kill things. <laughs> Lee is a lot more choosy about what oh, he kills. Yeah. Dudley doesn't. Lee will go home tags. without killing something. Dudley will not. Dudley will not. Dudley will not. So you can't put that on Clay and I. I love Lee, but I'm kind of with Dudley. <laughs> I. Me too. I, mean, I paid for the tag. Like I, I went to Kansas for myself this year for nine days, and still have a tag in my pocket. And I'm like trying to figure out how the heck I'm going to get back, and. um I'm just gonna have to tell my wife I'm gonna go during my birthday, and she's just gonna have to live with it. Because I had like, I got four, almost five hundred dollars wrapped up in a tag, and it's like, it's just the principle of it now, you know. Just the principle. It's, of the it's just the principle. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't let you can't let them beat you. No. You know, mm-hmm. which I'm also not meant to kill. I'm like, shout out to to um, to Will, my buddy I used to work with at Sub Seven, who still works there. We're just not meant to. We're just not meant to kill a big deer. He actually killed a good deer in Kansas this year, so his curse is broken. Mine, however, is not. You've got terrible white tail I luck. I really do, dude. I've I got mean, your elk, your elk luck has been pretty typical for what you'd expect for yeah, public land. I'm two, for, I'm two for five. But your white tail luck, or yeah. your white tail luck, yeah, has no. been real bad. Yeah, real bad. It's real bad. Um, and I don't think I'm a bad white tail hunter. I just think I have terrible luck. I mean, I've done more white tail hunting than I have anything. I think it's just the fact of you just not living right. No, you just only get to go for like four oh, days. Yeah, well, and it's for sure. See, um, that's what you need to tell my wife. She just doesn't get to go enough. That's what you well, need to tell. It's all a numbers game. Hundred percent. I mean, there's people grind for thirty days trying to get a. White so, Wait, I, hold on, I got a question for okay, you. Okay, go ahead. Where do you think the furthest person away listening to us is? Right now, is it um, is it uh, the guy from Europe? Who is it? Jonas. Yeah, Jonas. From Denmark. Jonas. He's in Denmark. On our like, live yeah, right now from Denmark. Awesome. What time is it in Denmark? That's weird. Is it like early or Dude, late? That guy kills stuff. I know. He is steadily posting something he shot over there, and like, I was talking to Sharon Dudley's wife. She's like, hunting is not a thing over here like people think it's like looked down on like and like they don't hunt much and usually it's like the upper class are the only ones that hunt it's like fox hunting and crap like that yeah so respect jonas for smoking stuff in europe good for you always smoking stuff heck yeah that's that's cool that it's weird to me to think that yeah somebody's listening to us from europe Europe. yeah for sure well and he's a freaking crazy good photographer nine in the evening oh nice heck yeah What's the hunting season right now? Like, what's I saw him. He posted something the other day. Some like roe deer. I think it's roe. Yeah. Is it roe deer mm-hmm. over there? I've I'm so I've never been to Europe, so I don't know. That'd be cool to go film a film some. I don't. I'm betting I don't even know what animals are in Europe to kill. I know a couple, but definitely yeah. not all of them. Yeah, like I, I feel like I'm. I feel like the typical uncultured American, <laughs> like. I just don't know. Uncultured, I'm sorry. Uncultured I've, swine. I'm sorry, Jonas. I were very uncultured. Is that is that how you say his name, Jonas? Is I that, hope so. I do too. I don't I, know if you can tell us how to say it better. Yeah. So, I I do bad with everybody's name. So. So my next trip was Red Deer. He says Red Ro, Deer. Roe Deer. Roe Deer. Red deer. 
that's what I thought. They look like really pretty animals. Yeah, they do. And it it almost looks like um it almost kind of does it where does it remind the pictures remind me of somewhere here in the US kind of like, like a Pacific Northwest? Yeah. Yeah. Like really lush and green. Yeah. Kinda. Pacific Northwest. Well, it Very always wet. rains over there. Yeah. It rains all the time. Which also didn't know this, but in most of the parts like Europe and Fallow stuff, deer. that it doesn't ever like hurricane or tornado. Like they don't have extreme weather. They just it rains all the time. Really? And they don't see the sun much. I'm like I, I know about know which the sun. One, I don't know which one I would rather have. Would you rather make sure like you know your house is not going to get taken away by a tornado or a hurricane, but it's going to rain all the time and you're ever going to see the sun? Like, would you like chance it with some tornadoes yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff? Okay, so yeah, I kind of am in the same boat. I would chance it with well, I. Like big storms, I they I like them so I can like at a distance. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I'm a weird person. I I like the extreme you are? things. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I like the kind of the extremes of that stuff. So like when they're the the energy. Have you ever been in the same? You've been in the same area as a big huge storm. Yeah, there's just an energy in the air that's you can feel. Well, so there's a and sh- that's cool. There's a shot that I. Always wanted to get. I've seen it a couple times, like in photography. Lightning? Like you can only do it in Kansas. Well, lightning is one thing, but like, like we were driving into it in Kansas here for my deer hunt, is a huge like thunderhead, like a huge front, yeah. like clear skies, and then a big front rolling in mm-hmm. that you can see for miles, flying a drone around the edge of that. Always wanted to do that. Oh gosh, and like having lightning popping inside of it. And like it's shooting it as wide as you can as you roll around the you know the the side of the corner of one of those big thunderheads. Oh, Did I ever incredible. send you that uh, that shot that Mark and I did from Wyoming way back? There was a big huge storm rolling in, and um, you know Mark, so you know mm-hmm. his sense of humor. Oh yeah, he was like, "What if I'm going to go try it?" Like there's lightning coming all over the place, so we're yeah. like, we got a good chance of like if he holds his hand out, we might with perspective be able to make it seem like lightning he called lightning to strike and so we stood out there with the camera it probably for five minutes he was going lightning come from my hand and he'd wait just (laughs) to see if we could by chance get one and we did we got one funniest thing i've ever been a part of (laughs) he did it he did it we both realized he looked at me he's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like acting like the rain man that was a that was so funny uh, i i need i don't know if i have that clip anymore. you need to find that but that's that was funny oh yeah i bet so um right after that i went to iowa and filmed tiffany kill an absolute freaking slob i helped dudley with all the the levitate videos first jonas says that there is no dangerous weather lots of sun and some rain so we know nothing okay yeah we're dumb Sorry, Maybe it's just where sorry, Sharon's. Yeah, from. we are. Well, well, she's from like uh, England and uh, what's the name of the Liverpool or right in there. So I don't know if it's different there, but she said that you don't have much sun there. Yeah, we know nothing. Yeah, we don't. We're we're dumb <laughs> Americans. I mean, anyway, um, helped Dudley do the levitate videos in Iowa, and then I went to Crushville and filmed Tiffany kill a freaking giant. In like our second sit, so no big deal. Good luck, Charm. And then y'all went to Alberta for mm-hmm. the mule deer hunt. The mule deer hunt. Yeah. Yes. How'd that go? It was a mule deer hunt. 
All, all that needs to be said is a mule deer hunt. I mean, how much? Y'all want me to tell you what a mule deer hunt is like? Or? <laughs> yeah, explain in your in your words what a mule deer hunt is. So you wait. The wake up time was nice. Oh yeah, I like not having to be up before the sun is up by a large margin. <laughs> like with elk hunting, you're like racing the sun, and it's way too early. And you're you're doing way too much before the sun is up. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, it's like, bro, the sun's not even up. We really got to be like sprinting up a hill right now. <laughs> like, come on, this seems a little excessive, but whatever. I guess we'll do Dude, it. Dude, I've so I'm right there with you. I yeah. feel the same way. It's just too much. There's been so many and times I'm, I'm like, I'm not even awake good yet, dude. And we're climbing this hill. Like, come on, man, chill it out. A I'm not bit. grumpy in the morning. It's just, I don't really want to be up that early. <laughs> I really don't. It, but I'm there, whatever. It's I like elk hunting. I don't like the fact that they got to be up that early. <laughs> I got to be up that early for them. Um, with mule deer, it's like you get up and you wait until you can see, and then you just you hop in a truck, like snacks, got lots of snacks. I s- stacked coffee. Um, oh, we saw the seat back pocket that you were working with there. Yeah, yeah. So I got the coffee. We got the snack spread. Um, and uh, hey, speaking of speaking of Alberta, Greg, the guy I filmed in Alberta, is on. Hey, so, Greg, we're talking what's about what's up, Alberta. buddy. We're talking about you right now. Good, all good things. All good things. And so you get in the truck, and then you just drive roads and mostly not roads all day. <laughs> mostly not roads. I just I felt like I got beat up in the back of a truck for like. Oh, dude, was it at least like a decently riding truck, or was it not a good riding? truck? No, they're ranch trucks. Oh. So you know they're they're meant for ranching, dude. And I'm in the back of it, and we're. It's always worse in the back. How, have you been to said. Alberta with the gopher holes? I don't know what kind mm-hmm. of gophers they got up there. But, but they're grown. They're, they're grown. There's a man. lot of them, <laughs> and they make a lot of holes, and they're everywhere out there. No, uh, I've not been to that part of Alberta that y'all ran where it's just like rolling sand hills. It's crazy. There's forever mm-hmm. not a tree. I didn't see a tree. I've never the whole time you were there. You didn't see a tree. I don't cannot recall seeing a tree. Even like when you got on the airplane. What? Are you, no, we drove up there. Oh yeah, even driving up there, you didn't see a plane a tree. I don't remember seeing a tree. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't think there's a tree. It just rolls, yeah. man. It just rolls forever and ever Endless. and ever. It's like, how did they even get there? Yeah. And what are they eating? Well, they, out there um, in that particular, uh, I guess, region or property, they come into the ag fields to eat. That's where you see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of. Not all of them, but a decent population of them, a decent number of them come into the ag fields. And so they kind of stage up around the ag fields, and then they'll come in in the morning, and mm-hmm. they'll go back up, and in the evening they come back down. So we are um, hunting all day, or we're just morning and evening? All day. We're out all day. Wow. So you get in the truck with all the stuff you might need for the day, and then you drive around uh, looking, 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 looking. Mornings, um, you would usually see them, and then... Uh, like a couple times we tried to, there was one that we were going after and he was on the side of a hill. And You and Greg a, or you and Lee? Me and Greg, I was with Greg. Uh, Clay was with Lee. So we were two separate trucks on two Until different. Greg killed early because he's clearly superior. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Freaking sniped it too. That's um, awesome. So there was one that I think we saw it the first day and... 
he kind of they have the same sort of they like to go to the same sort of areas. They got you're able to. They were kind of already them. in a pattern again. Yeah. yeah, and so you're they come down, do their thing, and uh, he kind of had an area that he liked to be when he left the fields. And uh, a couple of days we would he'd be in the field, so we couldn't get to him in the field. Then he'd move up, and there was no real way to get to him that way. And then he'd kind of pick his bed, and uh, like we would wait for. Like one day, I think we sat for probably half the day, just watching him, waiting to see if he would make a make a mistake, Dang. to where you could sneak up on him. Because um, we're we're archery hunting, so you know you have to be able to get within fifty fifty yards of him or so. Yeah. And so between how the terrain lies, and there being very little, like you, there wasn't trees that you could kind of really sneak up on him, so. Your avenues of approaches were really limited. Uh, obviously, they got other deer around them, so they've they're got six they're six covered and everything like that. And then you got to play the wind. Um, so really, you have to sit and wait for, for the right situation, the exact right situation. And uh, we made two stocks. One got ruined by a tractor trailer rolling down the road, like not even close road. I mean the the little dirt highway they had was not very close but it was like squeaking or something and it scared the deer so they ran um and then another one uh coyote we it was just came right up on it and deer saw the coyote and then they looked and it was like us and they left so we had two stocks Freaking where deer. they got ruined by factors outside of our control and then uh on the fourth evening so y'all blew zero on. stocks. Y'all were just murking. They're oh, yeah. We we would have 100% both of those stocks. We probably could have, like, we probably could have. Was it the got, same deer? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We probably could have got so close that Greg could have, like, leapt up on him and <laughs> knifed him. But he would have done, he would have done the bow, you know. Knifed him from just a distance. Just to be safe. Knifed him from a yeah, distance. exactly. Yeah. That's how good we are. Exactly. You know. So. so the other two. So Greg, so Greg killed. Greg Glessinger, not Greg Ritz. And then you... Yeah, with Drury Outdoors. And then you went with Lee and Clay, and then yep. Lee killed, what, three days later? Three or four, yep. Yeah, so doubled up there. So mm-hmm. I had a two-year kill list. Clay only got one. Clay's just playing catch-up at this point. Oh, He's yeah. in a distant third place. Oh, wait, we skipped my Colorado elk hunt with Lee and, um, oh, and Brantley. Brantley, yeah. And Lee, Lee did not kill, but Brantley... I uh, killed one on the Lee just west. couldn't find one he was happy with. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He just want he's waiting on the oldest, most mature and he's he'll eat a tag. He's there for one reason, one reason only, and I've got the respect in the world for him because there ain't no way I could do it. I'd be slinging. He's a better <laughs> man than me. I would, well, I'd be slinging. I I always feel like I'm not the especially with mule deer, but especially with mule deer, also with elk. Whitetails too. I don't really know how to judge yeah. any of these animals, so I can be like, "That's a small one, that's a medium one, that's a really big one." But you but don't once once small, medium, large. You just don't know the differences. <laughs> yeah, and small, medium, large. I personally would probably shoot any of them. Yeah. So like, they're like, "Oh, he's too small." <laughs> I'll <What>? shoot him. <laughs> like, what, yeah. do you th- what do you think of him? I'd be like, that's a good deer. Oh, man, I've been on so many hunts. And it's know. just all of them look like good deer to well, me, I've usually. Been, I've been with people before that, like, like it's a guest or 
you know, like I'll, heck, I was with uh, a guest with Lee and Tiff's later, you know, in November this year. And, you know, he's asking, you know, I was like, which deer did Lee tell you to shoot? He's like, you know, he told me to shoot, I could shoot this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And I'm like, well, I hope you know which deer you can and can't shoot because <laughs> if it's up to me, I'm going to tell you to shoot. <laughs> I'm like, I can talk to you to shoot anything. Me and Belmore, like, we make it a game on trips. Like, if it's a deer, like, we're in like a borderline deer and it's not us shooting be like do you smoke that deer he's 100 percent. heck yeah he's, he's plenty big enough heck yeah. deer's 100 years old shoot it you know just see if we can talk somebody into shooting the wrong deer because everybody everybody's always when it's not your place you know not your farm your ranch or whatever you're always like you know should i should i not i'm like you better give me clear directive because if i don't have clear directive i'm gonna tell them to shoot because i like seeing stuff get shot because I get paid whether they don't get shot or get shot. I would rather them get shot. <coughs> Excuse well, me. That was like when we'd, when we'd go with, with Kip, it was the same thing. Like, <clears throat> you have to be very clear what, what the parameters yeah. are with Kip. Same like, thing with Chuck. What can you shoot? What do not shoot? Yeah. This, don't shoot this. You can shoot this one. You can shoot this age class, this size class. Like, if you don't, if it is not explicitly said that you can't shoot that, yeah, Mike um, shot. Forgiveness over permission. I'm all about it. <laughs> so, um, what was after that? Then I went to Texas with Chuck. I actually had Chuck Belmore freelance for me. Um, that was that was a fun trip. Me and Brian did not kill Chuck and Billy did, and I took the podcast stuff with me. And meant to do a podcast, and we never did do it. And I really wish we would have. Because that would have been a podcast. <laughs> and, I, and, like, we got back from, like, the first two couple evenings, and, like, they had a bunch of deer on them. And Chuck's, like, kind of talking through, like, man, it was tough, you know, this many deer, like, moving around, trying to get this shot and this shot. And I'm like, so you have a little mm-hmm. more respect for what we do? And he's like, oh, absolutely not. I can do this crap in my sleep. Yeah. He's like, absolutely. And this is, like, this is the most gravy job. And now I feel like, he's like, now I know I was taking advantage of for all those years. <laughs> I'm like, I hate your guts so much. Well, and he was, he was running glorified kill cam. Wasn't he? He he wasn't like doing the full producer job, was he? Chuck, I really hope you hear this. I brought him there to run glorified kill cam, Mm -hmm. and he exceeded my expectations. Okay, hey, he did. That's good. He I guess who's on right now? Guess who's on right now? Is he really? Not him. Who? Clay. Oh, is he? He's just not getting there. He just texted me a minute ago. Um, Yeah, I I got. I looked at my watch. I sent him to run. Glorified kill cam, and he did better than I thought. He got the kill. He screwed up two times, Uh-oh. but they were both okay. So he shot cutaways after the kill. Problem is, didn't have the arrow. No, they shot the deer in low light, and he shot cutaways in the middle of the day, and like didn't frame the window out, so you oh. can see it's middle of the day. And I was like, you got to shoot those again. So the next morning, they got up, went, went and shot them again. So. It's okay. It was it's recoverable. Mm-hmm. Second thing, on the recovery with the whole group, his camera was virtually unusable because <laughs> he's was he too in it? He's just he was in it. He was just master wide and just not following anything. <laughs> he was just like praying. Was he talking behind I, the camera? No, he wasn't. Oh, no. Ta- luckily, he wasn't talking behind the camera. But those two things, if I had to give him feedback, those were the two things that I'd give him feedback. But everything else, like he did a good job of getting footage of deer. Which is, I mean, the spy point thing, there's not a ton of product stuff you have to get. But me and Brian did not see anything. 
It was complete trash. Um, I did not know you could go to Texas and not see a deer, but you can. We did it a couple of times. Only you. But the thing is, I'd had so many good trips in front of that. Like, I'd had a freaking baller season. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep rolling through yeah. every place and kill. And and also took probably my favorite recovery pictures I've ever taken with, with Billy's deer. Absolutely love those recovery pictures. Really? That deer was so cool. I don't feel like I've seen those. Oh, really? I'll show it to you. Some of my favorites. They oh. were just, we just tried to do a different, like, really long into my lens type thing. And it was uh, in, at a different angle without the bow and everything. It's just more like, not... Texas style, but I guess you would call them kind of Texas style recovery. Didn't look like Texas. Super cool place. Edit turned out good. Chuck gave me everything I needed to do in edit, so he did a good job. Can't complain. Clay just said, let me join this shiz. I said no. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. You missed it. We've been podcasting for 48 minutes already. I don't know if I can. I'd have to get up and do it on that phone. I don't know. Oh, he wants to join right there. Yeah, on the live. Oh, sorry. But people won't be able to hear you on the on the podcast, Clay. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna sorry. be a negative. Just you're could have been here. <laughs> well, he has been here a lot. Yeah. He's with his fam, so it's okay. It I can still give him crap. I know. Um <laughs> I'm just trying to lighten the load a little bit on him. Because he did hunt with Lee for twenty two straight days after the single deer same deer. He did. He, he did literally, a fifty day run on the fr- he did, yeah. he did a 50-day run. Oh, I know. That's a long run. Oh, well, he did 22 straight days in a tree stand with Lee Likoski, and that is not an easy thing to do. He did it the morning he left. He's in his truck driving home to Georgia, and Lee killed the deer they've been hunting for 22 days. <laughs> so That that feels like betrayal. That, well, that would hurt me a little bit inside. I, I told him, Nate told him, and I'm pretty sure Lee told him, that is always what happens. Like, that happened to Lovey a couple of times where he would grind it for 20, 30 days with Lee hunting the same deer, and then as soon as they leave, kills within a day or two. And then now Lee's killed two in four or five days, both his target deer with Cody, one of the guys that we use for freelance, and he's – Clay's like, does life even matter? (laughs) Just existential dread. I get it. I I, I get it too, but – I told him. I told him when he signed up for the gig, this is what it was. It's a grinding and grinding and grinding. That's what it is. You got a love whitetails. Do you know what I haven't done this year? What? Sat in a whitetail stand. Ooh. And the thing is, now it's going to be late season, and if you do have to go, you'll get to sit in a redneck. You won't have to get a deer stand. Look at you. (laughs) Unless you go with Lee. He does like to sit in stands sometimes late season when it's cold. But you'll probably sit in a redneck. Well, he's already killed both his deer. I might not. I might not. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're talking today about the the plan for December. Yeah, there wasn't a whitetail trip in there for me yet. Not yet. Yeah. Well, there might, there might not be. And Brian said he might do his second, his last hunt in Georgia. So you might just go sit with Brian again. You get with that? Another ground blind set? Do it. 45 <laughs> minutes from home. <laughs> just roll just down freaking, there, show well, up to Brian's I mean, place. You've been going pretty hard this year, so I guess I could try and round out the year with some nice, easy ones, maybe. We could. We <laughs> I mean, could. not going to complain about it. Yeah. Clay, Clay has bore the brunt of the days for sure. Oh, he has. 51 and 31, he just put it in the chat. Oh, yeah. It's 
uh, mild flex there on the Instagram chat. Mild flex. Um, so. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think. I mean, I don't, 51 days I'd lose my mind. Yeah. It's I a could. lot. Like I was, I did 30 days and granted it was mule deer for 30 days mostly. And so. Well, like, okay. I, hold, a on a second, of pace, hold on a second. He did a whole week in there was his own hunt in Nebraska. So it doesn't really count. That's true. So what? But he was still gone for 51 days. We put it. Yeah, but he chose to do the mule the mule deer hunt, so that's on him. Yeah, all I know is I had like twenty nine days, probably three quarters of it was mule deer trips. They were fun. Loved the people I was with. Really pretty country. I have horrific ADHD, and there's only so much like sitting in a truck I can do before mm-hmm. like I just kind of start to lose creativity because I yeah. feel like I've got the same shots forty five thousand times. Yeah, so. Um, at a certain point, like I just kind of get wore out and 30 days, I think is kind of like where I'm. Oh dude, 30 days is too 30 long. days is, is I've done f- more than I'd really I, like. I think it do. was 48 or 50. This would have been the year before you came to work for me. It yeah. would have been 2018. I did. It would have been 50 straight. I had a two day gap after 33 days. I came home for two days long enough to see kids repack. Wash clothes and went straight back to BC for two weeks. And that was, that was a long one. I was yeah. ready to be home. Um, so like I told you and like I told Clay, I'm not going to send y'all and do anything I hadn't had to do myself. It's, I mean, it, but there ain't no way. There's no, I told him, there's no way around it. I don't care. And, I, and this is for you guys listening to the podcast on Instagram. I don't care how much you think you love to hunt. You can love it more than anything in the world. When you have to do it, have to, not even a choice, have to do it on, granted, some of the best ground, best places, best farms, best ranches in the world for 30, 40, 50 days straight, it is work, man. And uh, with a bow in your hand or with a camera in your hand, it doesn't matter. It is a grind, all day, every day, and there's here's the problem, and this is what I and everybody when I get home, they're like, "Where are you going next?" You know, they're like, "It's hunting season. You shouldn't be here." It's like, "Yeah, I shouldn't be." It's because <laughs> the thing is, hunting season is only so long. It's September to you know January, middle of January. You got to get so much done in such a short amount of time. If if we could stretch hunting season out 365 days a year, and we had 150 days where we could be gone 10. Be home ten, be gone ten, be home ten. It'd be be the best job ever. You know, you could spread it out to where it's nice gaps, nice trips, nice gaps, or gone a week, home a week, gone a week, home a week. That'd be the best thing ever. It just never works out like that. You have to grind for 30, 40 days of elk season because it's only a certain amount of time. You get a couple days off. If you get a couple days off, then you're right into whitetails. And whitetails is a all day, everyday thing. It's like you said, time in the seat is what kills deer. And we have to be there to get the whole story, the whole everything, and to get the kills. <clears throat> There's just no way around it. It's it's You're doing a year's worth of work in three and a half months. And uh, But for us, you know, since we edit and stuff too, like we don't really get a break. Now next year we have some things we want to do and some some hopefully new and exciting things we're working on. 
But uh, right now, we still got another month of the season. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. Um, Tiffany's still got at least one more deer to kill. They've got guests coming in in December. Uh, Brian's got another trip. Um, we've got a, a video launch we're doing in December that me and Briar talked about today. It's not it's not over yet, you know. And we just got through with the rut. And uh, I didn't. I actually didn't film a deer kill in the rut. Saw a bunch of good deer. Um, actually, the only person that filmed a kill in the rut would have been Cody, the guy that freelances for us. So, but we're still hunting. Like Cody and Cody and uh, Thomas uh, are still there in Iowa right now, hunting. I mean, all day, every day. Um, season's still upon us. But outlook for the rest of the year is, I don't know. Still got more to do. Um, oh, I want to talk about this before we got done because we're almost at an hour. We are doing the editing school. It is going to be, let me confirm the dates here, February the 4th, arrive February the 4th uh, through the 6th. So it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I want everybody to get here as soon as you can on Friday. We're going to have a three-day editing class. Now, I've been getting asked about regular production class too. We might try and do a production class in conjunction with that. I don't know yet. I'm working on it because we've had a lot more interest in the production class than the editing class because the editing class is more expensive. But trust me when I tell you it's intense and you're going to learn a crap ton at the editing class. Um, That's whenever we're <clears throat> whenever we're done off the road. I put quotations because, mm-hmm. you know, we have trips all year round. But as soon as really the busy season winds down and we can start kind of gearing towards next year um caleb and i and clay are going to sit down and really plan out and detail kind of like a curriculum yeah and a and a plan maybe gather some materials and stuff um to really have a plan of attack for that editing course so it's going to be really we're going to put some effort into really yeah dialing into editing and another thing is I've been asked if we're going to offer one-on-one editing classes. It's not something we have done yet or we have said we're going to do, but if we have enough people out there that are interested in one-on-one classes where you come here and sit with us and we uh, go through that curriculum or that, and we kind of we can kind of meet you where you're at, I'd be very interested in doing it, especially after the first of the year um, through the beginning of spring and then into the summer. Um, if we can schedule and it works in our schedule and your schedule, um, and that's something you'd be interested in doing, reach out to us. Um, if we have enough people, I've had three or four people ask about it, and I was like, well, I hadn't really thought about that. But honestly, it might be even easier to do one-on-one classes. Um, we'll do the group class for sure. And if you want to sign up for the group class, go on Instagram and look up the post. $500 deposit, and it's $1,500 total um, for the class, and we only have 10 slots. But we have a whole new office next door we're probably going to do that in. Uh, or at least utilize for that. So um, if you're interested in one-on-one class or interested in the, in the group class, reach out and let me know, and we'd be more than happy to do it. And we're going to do another production class probably sometime around that same amount, same time, just because we're getting a lot, I'm getting questions about that too. So um, just follow, our, follow the social media pages, and when we know, we'll let you know. And uh, if you have questions in the meantime, obviously – ask us we get questions every day from people about stuff so and it's usually the same people asking questions so don't be afraid to ask questions you got anything else clay 
gave me crap for my shoes. And okay. I, I just, gave him crap for his shoes. Yeah, well, they're Air Force Ones. They're horrible. Okay. I think it's stylish. No, and it's not. I didn't. I, I was gifted these. I think they're pretty neat. Like, I I didn't, I don't know. I I wouldn't, like, go out and buy these myself just because I. I, I would know. hope not. Um, I and might for, now, though. For those of you. I might now, though. Like, I like the, no, these shoes. No, for those of you out you there. You just don't have a freaking sense of style. For those of you out there, and I've told Dudley this, and, and Brock, if you listen to this, I love you to death. Those are horrible. And I do not understand why someone would wear them. They're. Hideous shoes. That's my two cents. I see why people wear them. I've never held that opinion. I don't. I just never saw Never the... understood why you would spend good money on something that ugly. I think these are... They're 100. No, they're ugly. I like them. And then I got this new shirt from Black Rifle. Mm, Probably my repping. my new favorite shirt. I do like that. The pinup model on a mm-hmm. AR. You can't beat that. I mean, that's America right there. Yeah. So American. All right, that's it. Peace.